the definitive guide to the Facebook ad secret weapon of organic social. Now, organic social does not get the respect that it deserves. I feel like way too many people completely underestimate how really to use it properly. And honestly, we're going to dive into how to use it to make market research decisions and growth hacking decisions, but more importantly, brand launch revenue and what you need to do with organic social, even as a media buyer to help make everything else downstream tremendously more powerful. If you're not leveraging the business intelligence, market research, and honestly, growth and revenue opportunities of organic social as a Facebook media buyer, you're missing half the battle. And this is gonna help you sum all that up. So I hope that you stick around and really enjoy this. You can scrub right ahead if you feel like it. But I do want to say thank you very much for checking this stuff out. I know that you could be literally anywhere in the world on the internet today that you would want, but you've decided to be here. And I want to make that as valuable to you as possible. Go ahead and subscribe to the channel. Please tell your friends about this stuff. Comment if you have any questions. Ring the bell so you make sure you don't miss any of this stuff. And if you like what we talk about here, sign up for the newsletter. It's at newsletter.facebookdisruptor.com and make sure that you don't miss out all of the interviews, articles, blogs, and discounts plus eBooks that we put out every single week. And if you wanna learn more, Join Disruptor School in the Facebook Ads MBA program. That is the single-handed, number one, best media buying and CMO development program on the face of the earth. It's not some 12-week thing where you get to never ask questions. No, no, no. It's a lifetime access to an ever-expanding dynamic curriculum with the best community and fellowship of business owners, media buyers, and minds in the world. So let's get started. Market research. The power of organic social is not just to get some likes. It's also to let you know what your customer base responds to. Now, one of the great beauties of organic social is that it doesn't tax the exchange of good faith in the way that email does. Every time you put out an email, say with a newsletter, and people find it to be valuable, you're putting a little bit of something in the bank. Every day that you hit send and you're getting something without asking, you put a little something in that bank. And then when you do launch an email to draw, drive a sale or potentially test a new product, etc., well, you're making a big withdrawal. And we know that because, well, every time you, if, if every single email was just purely stale, sale, sale, well, eventually people stop opening your emails and they unsubscribe and they block you as spam and all of that good stuff. Organic social works very differently, primarily because the reach is nowhere close to 100%. And because organic social, just like in ads, reach is a meritocracy. The better your content, the more likely people are to see it. The better the estimated action rate of that content, the greater the reach. If you make an Instagram reel that is great, you might have 200 followers as a brand and it could get half a million views. How many times do you see brands with a TikTok account with 100 followers get to a million views on one video? The point is, you could miss 20 times and hit gold once. 
And that's tremendous information. Now, I'm not saying that you need to be searching and find trending content, but what it means is that you can take risks. It also means that you can learn what people respond to. Far too often I see people say, well, we're gonna try this new ads concept and see if it works. My question is, have you tried it organically yet? Does it get a lot of likes? Does it get a lot of shares and views? What happened when you put that on TikTok or on Instagram Reels? Did nobody care? What if a lot of people did? The point here is, if a lot of people care when you post something organically, don't you think it'd be a pretty good ad? We see this happen all the time when you start to make a real big focus on it. Running your organic social should not be purely the job of the social media manager. It's actually a really, really good market research device to understand what type of messaging people want, what words they respond to. If you decide to do copy testing with the caption of your Instagram account, maybe you notice that certain types of videos on YouTube get a ton more plays. Is there a type of content that gets a ton of comments on TikTok? Maybe those are good ideas to run as ads. I'm not saying that your ad strategy should solely be based on your organic social. What I'm saying is that the algorithm is the exact same. The organic social algorithm of who gets to see what, especially now with full screen vertical video where platforms are aggressively suggesting content from people and brands that you've never heard of before. Learning what gets people interested organically directly relates to what's going to get you a better CPM with paid media. Because remember, paid ads is just organic content where you're paying for that earned reach instead of earning it. So we have to understand that there's a tremendous opportunity to test ad concepts. There's a tremendous opportunity to check out headlines and descriptions and calls to action and hooks. Maybe do some product testing. If instead of tanking your entire email account just to see how people respond to new words or letting one email potentially decide new copy or try a new landing page to understand how people respond or just spending a lot of money taking wild guesses, you could just post organically. You could post a couple times a day if you wanted. And then you say, well, how are we supposed to get that much content? How many ads did you test last week? How many ads did you run over the last month? How many of them did you use for anything in organic? Vice versa. How many of your organic posts did you actually even run as ads? If you're struggling on creative for ads, but you've got a strong organic social presence, why aren't you using it? You already know what people respond well to. You already have a really, really good idea of, well, what earns attention? What does well? What's going to get likes and comments and shares and views? You don't have to guess. You already have the information. 
now if you're really smart you'll start to break those things down into the content pillars that were probably designed by that social media manager for the organic effort anyway those are your paid ad concepts you can make a dynamic creative of just those concepts and well while you can't guarantee that what worked organically is going to be a great ad you can be damn sure that what does really, really well organically is going to give you a leg up in the testing market and honestly give you a much better estimated action rate on average than a completely new guess. And it's a lot cheaper to try it that way. So my point here is let the organic social be a market research device. And why not let the organic social and the paid social teams communicate help each other out maybe you've got an ad that is just killing it why not run that uh, as an instagram post why not put that on tiktok why not have that on pinterest if you know that it works well why aren't you using it i can't tell you how many brands where there's literally no connection between the social on paid and the social on organic. And that's a travesty because we already have a really good idea of what's gonna do well. Maybe you paid to learn that knowledge and you have really good organic social possibly, or you have really good organic social and now you can use that as paid. Now we do see TikTok has been pushing that with Spark ads and, and, and in Facebook, you've always been able to boost posts and all of that stuff. but. The point here is more when you look at the data on an aggregate and you are starting to see trends around angles, content types, copy, maybe different phrasing, different products, different positioning. You're going to have a really good idea of how to set your paid media side up and vice versa. Where I see brands exceptionally crush is when there's almost no line between social and paid and social and organic. And to that point, you see a lot of the content on the landing pages too. Now, where I see this being done absolutely the best is in the really good cutting edge apparel companies that are just embracing this stuff. There's a great brand, Picnic, that's doing like food-based shirts. Picnic, their organic social feed and their paid media is basically the same thing. Black Milk Clothing's been doing that for nearly a decade. Dandy Del Mar does it. Wicked Clothes does it. There's a lot of really good brands that are doing that. And my point is, why aren't you? Do you think you legitimately have a reason to say, I'm not going to connect my organic and my paid, even though they're both working in the exact same system that works the exact same way for the exact same types of content and appeal to the exact same users? And what happens when somebody starts to see a paid ad that looks a lot like an organic post? They kind of respond to it a little bit better. Do you use your organic as market research and vice versa? or you're going to miss out on a lot of easy money. I hope that's helpful for you. And, and if you have any questions about this stuff, please comment below. Let me know what it is and, and share this with your friends. Don't forget to subscribe to the newsletter and to the channel. And again, I'm here to help you out. And, and I want you to understand how else to grow your business.
with that being said let's get to the second part of this which is growth hacking organic social for growth hacking is a tremendously valuable way to help your paid media effort now i hear you saying well what does one thing have to do with the other well where do you think that audience is coming from remember facebook even your first ad is a, re is a retargeting impression that's not up for debate even if it's the very first thing you've ever done as a brand Facebook's still showing that ad to somebody based on their other behavior. They're retargeting that user for their journey. Now, that doesn't necessarily mean they're retargeting from your brand, but let's be fair, Facebook doesn't really care about your brand. They're trying to care about their customers, their user base, monetizing that attention and keeping that attention, retaining attention for profit is Facebook's business model. And that optimized CPM environment basically completely rewrote what social media was. And the best social media platforms on the planet basically are some version of that. That's what we call optimized CPM. So when you start doing growth hacking efforts, and some of which people are like, oh, that's really shady. I don't like when it happens. Like, okay, well, if it makes money, who cares? Simple things even like, what if you just start to go to your competitors' pages, not their ad library, but their organic social feed, and see what people like? Knowing that most advertisers wildly underutilize the social side, and you're only looking at the ad library, you're only looking at half of how that brand's getting attention. And there are a lot of brands where the organic social could be killing it, even though they're not able to make paid work. There are a lot of brands that, that focus on getting UGC, and we all know what that looks like. You know, I mean, I remember when it was influencer marketing. I remember when it was buying access to celebrity pages back in 2016, 2017, and I had a six-figure monthly budget to do that, and we'd whitelist to it, and we'd get the ads, and we'd make content. We'd run it from their account. I launched the blueprint for that stuff back in 2017, 2018, and it's great to see it really become popular now. But that's old hat. And if people are not even employing that strategy enough, what information do you think you're missing in looking at competitors' Instagram or their TikTok account? Have you gone to your competitors' pages and seen what content they post that ultimately does really well and doesn't look like yours? What words are they using? What content types are they using? What's the branding, the positioning, the angles? If somebody else is already investing a lot of effort and they're doing a lot better than you, why not steal it from them? Why not make it something that ultimately you are able to leverage for your benefit? The point here is when we do growth hacking on organic social, we can understand what people are doing. Now, I've just talked about the research into what they're doing. Let's get into some of the growth hacking efforts. Who's to say that you don't start going in and just engaging with everybody who's engaged with your competitors? Why not just give them a follow? People really dislike the follow and follow method, but I'll tell you, it works. 
following a following an account on social media is pretty much less like hanging a flyer on somebody's door each one is kind of useless but when you do it to an entire neighborhood or an entire city or an entire marketplace or the customer base of a competitor they're gonna know who you are and you might feel really disgusting by okay great so pay money to get them instead how much money are you willing to invest in hopefully getting your competitors customers to see you versus just going and knocking on their door for free part of growth hacking is conquesting and we need to really understand what that looks like also how much effort are you playing into dming your customers or your followers how much effort are you putting into having conversation with them that is something other than just customer service? Is it zero? Do you think that that's actually a good investment? Would you rather pay more money testing ads that you're not quite sure work to a landing page that you're hoping does a good job or invest time, maybe 15, 20 minutes a day even, going through and having conversations with your customer. And it might not be on the phone. Well, what if you just started DMing your followers? What if you started DMing people that comment on your posts? What if you start following the people that engage with their competitors? What if you start DMing the people that engage with their competitors? What if you start trying to grow your business without having to pay for every inch instead of take advantage of the work done by somebody else. Your competitors have invested heavily in growing their customer base. And there's gonna be this big lie really coming over the next few years about, well, it's a recession, times were easy during COVID, blah, 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 Facebook is hard, iOS 14, all of this nonsense. Excuses to further a victim mentality. And I'm not here for a second of it. Your business isn't going under because of a recession. Your Facebook isn't getting worse and your business shrinking because of iOS 14. No, somebody's doing better work than you and stealing your market share. And as we see this time where a lot of other brands will play defense and bring everybody inside of the castle, you can pillage the entire kingdom. That's an opportunity. Even if it's paying a VA 20 bucks a day to follow a hundred folks from a competitor and DM every single person that follows you and try to have somebody in your customer service department reach out to people that engage with your content. Like, hey, I saw that you really like this. We're gonna think about putting more of this stuff out. What do you really dig about? Like, why not have that conversation? Why not document that conversation? Why not use your customers and potential customers' words and the customers of your competitors' positions and motivations as content for your business? The point is, why aren't your headlines the pain points that your competitors' customers have? Why aren't you reaching out and figuring out what content works well for them and why. To another point here, 
if you invested nearly as much time and effort into growth hacking for your business, not just to get followers, but to get market research and business intelligence, if you spend as much time doing one as you could the other, your ads will be running a lot better. Not only that, but remember, because every ad is effectively a retargeting ad, why pay to make that first impression? If you're reaching 100 people a day and your content and you're, con and you're having conversations with a couple dozen people a day and your content looks and feels like the really popular content from your competitors so that you get more and more of the market share of their customer base, when you're actually running ads, do you legitimately think Facebook won't target those individuals who are talking with you? Was a complete stranger likely to have a better estimated action rate than somebody who's been inside of your DMs? The point is, if you're not treating growth hacking on organic social as a really great way to lower your CPA on paid media, you're kind of missing the boat. And the cost-benefit analysis is tremendous. How much do you think it would cost you to get somebody to do half the things that we talked about? Versus how much longer are you willing to have an ad account whose performance doesn't make you feel warm and fuzzy? I'm just saying. And if you have questions about how to do that stuff, please feel free to DM me. Let me know. Comment below if you need more trips to that. Because I've been a growth hacker for a decade or more. And, and like you need to understand that piece because it is organic first. And yes, inside the Facebook Ads MBA program, we cover this stuff all the time. Now, the last thing I want to get to is brand launch revenue. Every single day, I get DMs from folks of saying, I'm trying to launch a brand. I can't make the Facebook ads work. First off, I'm not surprised at all. Using Facebook ads to amplify a business that does not yet have a positive cash flow or any cash flow is an extraordinarily expensive way of crushing your dreams. And I mean that. The point here is, why are you not, all those growth hacking things that we talked about, those are sales opportunities. Why are you not running lives where you can tell somebody, hey, comment below, and then use a many chat growth, to, you know, a growth uh, tool of a comment to opt in to start growing a, chatbot audience where you can get emails and CRM information like SMS off of everybody that showed even a mild level of engagement. If they say that email is probably the most profitable way of reaching people, which it is, you can't scale email with email alone, but you could be getting 10 new email addresses a day or a hundred for roughly the same cost as selling one product. Especially if you don't have ads figured out. The amount of money and time it would take you to ultimately lose money selling a product with a Facebook ad because you don't have the rest of the stuff figured out yet. 
that time and energy could have been spent gathering hundreds of email addresses. Let me ask you this. Are you currently running basically long form video content from a social media page where you can retarget the video viewers? Or more importantly, tell them to comment below for an exclusive offer and then in the chat flow, give them something that's gonna make them buy today and give you their CRM database, even if they don't, they give you all their CRM for information for your database that helps you monetize them tomorrow and next year. We could do this stuff at 310 Nutrition and Cashmere Collections. I've done this stuff at Brands for many, many years. And what we would do is effectively have like maybe once a month even, maybe you're in a drop model business. Stop running ads for the drop. Do your own little like five to 10 minute QVC. Do your own video. And tell people, hey, comment below for an exclusive thing or to get this offer or whatever it is. This is only available to people to comment below. The page isn't even indexable. If you want to get it, you have to get an exclusive link from us. Comment below to get it. Great. Now just run a video view campaign on it. You know how cheap it is to run a video view campaign? A lot easier than it is to try to be successful when you don't have the budget to get a one Facebook ad campaign out of the learning phase. When you're working about brand launch, you have to use all of the tools. Understand that paid media is the amplification of a good business model that has cash flow. Do not spend money on ads if you can't afford to lose that money. My point here is you could be following the competitors, following the followers of your competitors. You could be stealing their content ideas. You could be deep in the DMs and you can automate almost all of this stuff. You could be doing a 10 minute QVC type video once a week, building CRM databases and amplifying it for like five, 10 bucks a day. You could be generating cash flow and getting customers to your site and then maybe just launching a DPA ad. And that DPA ad now gets you even more cash flow to monetize that attention even better. Maybe you launch Google Shopping. Maybe you start to figure out what products people like and which products they don't like. And because you're using your organic social to market research stuff, you start to understand what type of content people really appreciate to sell those products. And then once you have developed the cash flow through all of this other stuff of organic growth hacking and you're getting your brand launch revenue in line for basically pennies on the dollar, then you can start to invest that profit into paid ads to sell the products that the people have already told you they want using the ads that you've already proven work based off of the content that has already garnered you a ton of attention. And you can prop that up with your search with your shopping and your DPA and your email that you've developed while doing all of this market research. I've taken brands from zero to seven figures on the back of doing something like this in like a year or two. It's not that difficult when it comes to the work. It's simple work. The question is, are you willing to prioritize that 
over dropping your credit card in and praying. That's a choice that's up to you. Now, if you want to know more about that stuff, please comment below, DM me. I've been doing this stuff for years. This is None of this is new. Almost all the tools to do this stuff are extremely cheap, if not free. Like, if you're not automating DMs inside of Twitter, if you're not following people that takes you 5-10 minutes on your device, if you're not having comments, opt-in, growth, chatbot things on side of your things, which, I mean, many chat is effectively $0 to get started on the time and stuff, if you're not using tools like Publer to blast out good content across every single channel, to use this market research to understand what type of content and what type of concepts, and ultimately what words and videos and images work well for your ads, then... You're working way too hard. And you're not getting nearly the results that you deserve. And if you want to know more about how to do this stuff, you know, sign up for the newsletter at newsletter.facebookdisruptor.com. Uh, if you want to know more about how I've been teaching this stuff with business development and strategies that work in an omni-channel fashion where you get lifetime support, not only from me every single week, but from a giant community that you have access to forever, with a curriculum that is added to every single week. Where it's not some pre-recorded nonsense from somebody who's going to make you a master of everything in two months and then never answer a question, a DM, and then kick you out. If you want to make an investment because you don't have this stuff down in the growth of your business and your skill set and your confidence and your cash flow and your happiness and your success for the rest of your time in business, hey, Check out the Facebook ads MBA program, mba.facebookdisruptor.com. I'd love to talk with you about it. Yeah, it's an investment. How much longer do you want to not be good enough? And do you really think that the other folks that run ad agencies, where you've already learned the ad agencies, kind of don't have your best interest at heart and kind of don't know what they're doing? Why would you trust somebody that runs an ad agency you already know not to trust? Why would you pay them? for a few weeks access to pre-recorded material where they're not gonna hop on and help you, where there's no community, and where that's effectively an effort to supplement their inability to make the agency work by taking advantage of you one-on-one. -on -one. If they were really that good, hire them as your agency. And you never need to watch one of these videos again because apparently you found the people that are good at everything all the time. The complete illegitimacy of that model is why I got into this stuff, into teaching. I've run agencies. I've built agencies. I've trained agencies. I've built seven, eight, nine-figure brands. I've scaled six to eight and seven to nine for other people around the world forever. And believe me, I've got my own interests at heart too, but I enjoy doing this stuff. And when you say, well, why don't you have your own brands? Well, I, I am actually partnering a few brands. But I also know what I'm really, really good at. And I know what I never want to do again. You can leverage that. Along with everybody else around the world that has also decided to leverage that with lifetime access, if you want to take that route. I'm just not to be a commercial for that. That's not why I'm here. I'm just telling you that there's a world full of information that I'm not seeing... 95% of people talk about. And the last golden rule I'll leave you with is, the people that talk on stage all the time, the people that are really popular, the people that give advice all willy-nilly all the time, 99% of them are terrible at doing the work. And what they're telling you is, 
prepped decks from the previous months or years of the work of their team. And their team is no better than you because the majority of them also went to YouTube and Twitter D2C University. You deserve better. You can do better. And if you're here 32 minutes in, you know it. With that being said, YouTube thinks you might like a couple of these videos. Don't be afraid. Go ahead and subscribe, and I'll see you on the internet.